Welcome to the Wild Menopause Podcast. I'm your host, Diane Shepard, certified holistic sexuality coach with a specialty in the Taoist jade egg practice. I run an online transformational program for women navigating midlife, menopause, and beyond who want to rebirth their lives by reclaiming their sensual pleasure and tapping into the power of their sexual energy. You see, your sexual energy is not just about sex. It's the foundation of everything, your vitality, your health, your creativity, your joy, and so much more. From the Taoist perspective, midlife and menopause is called second spring. It's considered to be a spiritual and sexual rebirth where a woman can realign with her deepest desires, rejuvenate herself, and rebirth her life from the inside out. Learn more about my program, Second Spring Queen, with a link in the show notes. It just might be the holy grail you've been searching for. I'm so glad you're here. Welcome to the show. Hey there, gorgeous. Welcome back to the show. Always so thrilled to have you here with me. So welcome, welcome. And I would love to hear from you anytime if what I'm saying here resonates with you. Feel free to drop me an email. I'll make sure I link that or put it down in my show notes so you can find me, um, Diane at Shaktikor.com. I'd love to hear from you. I'd also love to hear if you have any desires on, um, say, a topic you're interested in and you'd like me to cover it, if it's within my scope to do so, I would love to do that, gather some resources for you and um, try to put something together for you on a topic that you desire. So don't hesitate. Don't be shy. You are my kind of woman if you're listening, and I'd love to hear from you anytime. So, okay, so today I want to go into the topic of love. That's L-O-V-E, love. It's, um, as I record this, we're heading into Valentine's season. Valentine's Day is kind of a big deal and a bit of a circus, I'm not going to lie, in the United States anyway. And uh, there's a lot of pressure. People feel all kinds of emotions around this this holiday. And um, yeah, it can add to a lot of drama and uh, not to be a downer. I mean, I think it's really sweet that we have a day celebrating love. But my take on it is that I think it should be every day. Honestly, I really would love to see, maybe that's why there's so much drama. It's like a pressure cooker, right? Like, you know, people are so starved for that experience of feeling love. So starved for connecting in that way that it comes out all wonky sometimes on Valentine's Day. And of course, there are a lot of people that make a shit ton of money on um, um, selling flowers and chocolate and, you know, I don't want to diss that either, you know, if they're, you know, it's business, whatever. But anyway, I would love, I would love to see a more integrated, sustainable approach to love and romance. So that, that's what this episode is all about, um, up-leveling or leveling up, however you want to say that, your self-love or our self-love to what I like to call self-romance, which is really the next level uh, of self-love. And, you know, self-love and self-care, I, I love that it's such, I love, <laughs> love that it's um, such a popular topic. I love that so many people are talking about it. So many coaches are working with clients to help them get there, Right. I think that's awesome. I just want to start with that because, you know, that wasn't the case, say, 10 years ago or, I don't know, a while ago. It really wasn't common conversation to be talking about your self-love and your self-care on the level that we do now. And I think that 
has been incredible and actually a really positive thing that's come out of social media that um, people share so much about it, which I think is gorgeous. Um, yeah, and there's so many ways that we can, you know, really practice, I guess, self-love, self-care. Of course, there's our food, you know, how we take care of our bodies in that way and exercise, all of that's important. And also spending time with loved ones and friends, having fun, <laughs> really important. Um, so many ways, right? All the, all the different ways. I had a great conversation the other day with uh, a friend and we were saying, you know, self-love, self-care, it depends on what's going on in your life, what what really what that's going to look like, and I think it's it's all great. And I feel like we could do a hell of a lot better if we move it more into self romance, like really, like really, <laughs> falling head over heels in love with yourself. And so that sink in, and that's a lot. But I think that is really um, where where we need to be going if we want to thrive. And not only is us women entering into our third chapter of life, becoming the role models for our domain, if you will, my queen, um, not only that, but where we're going as humanity, it's, I really feel it's going to be, you know, the age of Aquarius and there, there's some big changes already happening, moving out of the kind of dominator way of doing things, the top down, the, you know, bossing people around and abusing and da, da, da into definitely more partnership based, you know, connection. And um, we can only get there if we embrace not just, okay, I'm eating right, I'm exercising, but um, self-romance. Yeah, I'm just going to give it to you straight. That's my opinion. That's what I found to be true. Self-romance is, um, is I think, where where we're going to go if we're going to thrive as human beings in general. And this is the missing piece. I, I think the the master key to really exploring this self-romance is our sensuality. And I know I've spoken about this before, but let's be honest, we have, you know, lived for, for generations, thousands of years now on a planet, at least most cultures, Western world, where our sensuality was, you know, violently oppressed, demonized. I mean, you name it witch burnings, the whole deal. And um, we, we pay the price with this disconnect and this desperation and this, all the things that, you know, make humans miserable and um, such deep conditioning there, violent conditioning really of forcing people to look outside of themselves for love. And it's a fallacy because love is, is really what you are. It's an essence. It's who you are in your natural state when you are relaxed and chill and satisfied. And, you know, you're able, when it's, when it's, when you're allowed to calm your system enough where you can um, feel this essence, because that's what I want to say. And um, the work to reclaim that, you know, it's, you know, not always easy. And yet it's so, worthwhile. Otherwise, it's kind of like putting, you know, band-aids on a gaping wound in a sense of always looking outside of ourselves for this essence that is rightfully yours. And as a young kid, you knew that, right? And it's been, you know, hijacked. And um, so, yeah, the self-romance, it's, I think it's so much about our sensuality and our pleasure and not just women, I think all humans. 
because when we are, you know, in our sensuality, right, we are, we can come into this state, if you will, of flow, of ease, of connection, where we are available for pleasure, we're available to be curious about another human, and curious about life, we get into a state of natural, visceral gratitude rather than convincing ourselves how grateful we are, right? Has anyone done that? I definitely have done that to myself. It's toxic. I'm so grateful for blah, blah, blah. No, like when you come into your sensuality, you don't have to do any of that shit. You just feel great. You are grateful. You are love. You are compassion. It just happens. It's you. It's you. It's the essence of who you are. So, I mean, again, that's my opinion. Um, that's been my experience. And um, once I started feeling this in my own body, I was like, wow, okay, this is really the holy grail, if you will. This is really how we can um, take our power back, but not in a way of like, oh, I want to dominate over somebody else. That's not my thing. Just more about, um, you know, feeling the essence of who I am and letting that flow and, you know, connecting with other people from that place. And it's, um, you know, I really think it's the stuff that can change the world. It's really, you know, do I live there all the time? Of course not, because it's just the world we live in can take us out of that. But that's why it's a yoga. It's a practice, right? Always coming back and, um, you know, having a sensual practice is, is really, really important for anyone who's interested in what I just said. <laughs> so... That's what we do in my program. It's like it's all about sensual practice and there's, you know, on the mat and there's off the mat because what you do on the mat, if you've done yoga, qigong, anything like that, you know, and Pilates, all that, you take it with you off your mat. That's the whole idea, right? So we're we're not here to meditate in caves. I think I've said that a million times. We are what's called, I guess, in Tantra householders. We're here to actively be involved, right? Um the masters, quite literally, can be in the marketplace, the, the people who can land their love and essence in everyday life as we go about our days doing our stuff. So that was a bit of a, <clears throat> a ramble there. So <laughs> I hope you're with me. So when we, okay, sensuality, I think, again, is the key to our self-romance. And again, I think it is the thing that is really missing in... Um, our self-care, what we call self-love. And um, I think that once we start getting right with that, everything starts to shift. And there is some mindset work for sure around that, like just really kind of feeling into maybe some of the myths that you've embodied really deeply in your your deep subconscious uh, about your sensuality. There could be myths, of course, that it's frivolous is a big one or you know, shameful is another big one. You know, depending on our experience, we can carry a lot of judgment, self-judgment on sensuality in general. So there's definitely a mindset piece, but um, a lot of it is embodiment. And, you know, once you start to be aware of any mindset blocks you might have, it's great to come into the body. And I think the master key for that to really start to feel, you know, the essence in you is the breath and something that you know we practice again in in my program in my container is you know working with the breath in such a way that it activates and nourishes the essence in you so that you can align with this essence and that you can 
really, you know, realign with the goddess you were born to be, let's say, right? So there are many different breath techniques. I know a couple of episodes ago I talked about this a bit. Many different breath techniques, and some of them are just amazing and really, really powerful and life-changing. But what I like to work on in my container is something that I call sensual breathwork, and it's like a tidal rhythm, right? It's so simple, four-count inhale, four-count exhale, ideally in and out of the nose, and just like a wave coming in to shore back out to sea, right? It just has been scientifically proven to, you know, calm our nervous system down, to really support us in coming out of fight or flight or freeze, where we really can't access our sensuality, honestly, right? Um, we can have fun in, in fight or flight. It can be exciting, um, but you wouldn't, necessarily get what I'm talking about here in that deeper sense of embodied gratitude and joy even and um, again curiosity connection that comes from embodying our sensuality and for my um, polyvagal theory nerds out there what we're talking about here is coming into the ventral vagal state of our nervous system right coming out of again fight or flight or the dorsal vagal, which is the freeze, and coming down into the pleasure zone, the sensual zone, where, again, we can feel our essence. I think it starts with that, because we can't share love, the essence of who we are, with another human in a way that is going to serve anybody, especially ourselves, until we feel our own essence, until we embody our own essence. And then we got something really beautiful to share with the world, right? And I, I really feel that this is why so many women, I was totally this way when I went into menopause, feeling really resentful because I'd given from an empty cup, you know, most of my adult life. And um, I was really pissed about it because I didn't know how to tune into this essence. I didn't know how to breathe, actually. I was just fight or flight or freeze. Um, and that I thought that was my personality, really. So... Anyway, the breath is really key and just taking the time, you know, what I would recommend, I'm a tools and tips kind of gal, you know me by now if you've been listening. Um, it's really nice to make a commitment to yourself if, if you're interested in this. Um, say, take a pause. The pause is key, right? This hamster wheel that we're all running on, it's not going to get you there. You know, getting shit done is not going to get you there. Um, getting a lot accomplished and then having your pleasure is not going to get you there. It just isn't. What we really need is a pause. And you can start small, say three times a day, setting a timer on your phone, a reminder on your phone, however you want to do it. Just um, take a five minute breath break, right? Um, breathing in that rhythmic way. In and out of the nose, four counts inhale, four counts exhale. And you could just maybe put on some music that has ocean waves. That could be really beautiful. Or I'm going to have um, in the show notes, there will be a breathwork practice for you to explore. This one is about breathing into the heart space and the breasts because this is um, you know, an important portal into your love. Not the only portal by any means. The womb is really important if you've explored that practice. The womb breathing a couple of episodes, there's... um 
an audio for that. You can check that out. But uh, in this practice, I'll share um, just that rhythmic, it's so simple, right? In and out of your heart and your breasts. And so I'm going to bring that in and even encourage you to like cup your breasts or adding a breast massage here to kind of amplify the love if you want to take it next level. But um, you can do that during your pause. If that feels like too much, right? Just simply pause and just breathe in that way and let the breath come into the belly or into the womb. And um, you'll start to feel this essence. And I want to focus on the heart and the breasts here because from the Taoist perspective, our heart and our breasts are the positive poles for women. This is where we can, um, you know, this is where we give our, our love to the world. This is how we penetrate the world. And the breasts are an extension of our heart. And um, we can have a lot stored there, a lot of blocks there where this energy isn't available for us. Like we, we don't allow ourselves to be nourished by this energy. So that's what this this practice is all about, for you to just simply feel that love energy, that love chi, if you will, as a um, a treasure that's just for you. So if that appeals to you, definitely check out that guided meditation. And um, again, I'd love to know what you think. And again, let's, let's uh, up-level our self-love into self-romance by embracing your sensuality in any way that feels right for you. Right? There's so many ways you can do that. And yeah, definitely go ahead and you know, maybe buy yourself some roses if you don't have a lover right now. Maybe wait till Valentine's Day if you don't want to spend a million dollars. Like that's what I do. I buy roses for myself all the time, even though I do have a loving partner. Honestly, it's really a great practice. Not just roses, but flowers in season. I'm always... It, yeah, if you watch me on Instagram or follow me there, you always know, see flowers in my feed. Um, but yeah, definitely treat yourself and also try to make it a practice, a more sustainable, you know, sensual connection to your love. And over time, you'll you'll build power here. You really will, I promise. Taking these pauses, feeling your essence, it's going to make a difference. It's really going to make a difference in um, how you feel, right? Which is the number one thing that my work is all about. All right, I'm going to cap it there. And I hope you have a fantastic weekend. Catch you next time. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you're resonating with what I'm sharing here on the show and you want to know more, you're curious, maybe you're wondering if my program, Second Spring Queen, is a good fit for you right now. Set up a free Pleasure Queen activation session. You'll see a link for that in the show notes. In that free session, we'll meet one-on-one and I'll guide you through a body-based practice where you can connect to your inner Pleasure Queen and get really clear on your desires for your third chapter. And you'll get a real sense of what my work is all about and how I can serve you and whether or not it's a good fit for you at this particular time. And if you know a woman or women in your life that would really benefit from what I'm sharing here on the show, please share the love, pass it along. All right, that's all for now. I'll catch you next time. Take care.